You've counted down the seconds. Now make every second count for you. University of Maryland Global Campus will help you wave goodbye to 2020 and say hello to a new year where you take the next step in your education. Whether you want to study business, cybersecurity, healthcare, or IT, University of Maryland Global Campus can help. Apply by January 31st and we'll waive your application fee. Learn online. Visit umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Blog Talk Radio. around your tune like I've heard your melody before did we have a rendezvous in my dreams I've seen your face many times before don't tell me coincidence my feelings don't know all the time Carousel that's spinning free. Have we met with the view to make the land be much more than a memory?
about your unique style and the way your memory presents, girl, well, it moves me.
that be and where's that honey? Where's my God and where's my money? Unreal values, a crass distortion. Unwed mothers need abortion. Kind of brings to my old young king touch. family and better love. You, you Welcome to Dr. Robert X Forum by way of Truth to Power. My name is Beverly. You've been listening to Omar and Les McCann and Eddie Harris. Dr. X. Hotep, Sister Bev. Hotep. Hotep family, better love, Bev. You Hotep, outdid yourself this love. time. <laughs> that was too much. That was too much. And that's for all the jazz aficionados that are out there in the truth yeah. of our family. I know it's very difficult today to turn on your radio and get some of that music history, uh, but we need it. That music should definitely be included in all music that's played today. All of it, along with the yeah. blues, uh, old, old, old school hip hop. Uh, I'm talking Duke Ellington and all of those people. Because we need to keep in touch with that music history, Sister Bear. Yeah. And next week yeah. when we come back on, I'm going to do a little breakdown on Moo Sick. On who? Music. 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 Okay, got you. Music. Okay. We need to break down that word and take a look at it because it's okay. very, very interesting what you come out with. Okay. Just okay. from a precursory standpoint, just looking at it. I see some blackness uh, in that word. 
So okay. uh, next week we'll give like a little preamble uh, on music, okay, or music as it's uh, known today. Very, okay. very interesting. Uh, big ups to Les McCann and Eddie Harris. Yes. That's music you can feel. Hey, listen, Bear. When you had a live <laughs> presentation, that was live. Yeah. Okay. Uh, ain't no room for error. You got to be on your game when you're doing that kind of jazz, particularly jazz music. Okay. You got to be on your game. And I thought that the uh, the Omar stuff was equally as brilliant oh, in how yes, they arranged yes. and put that music together. Yes. And let me throw out one more shout out for the music. Uh, I didn't realize it, but I was already up on uh, Masego. Okay. That was one of the suggestions mm-hmm. that one of the family made last week. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that I had already uh, bookmarked some of that music to be downloaded and put on CDs uh, in the near future. So I was already aware of that brother. That brother's brilliant in his own right, playing as many okay, instruments gonna... as he did. Go ahead, Bear. Yeah, we're going to have to uh, play him next week, too. Yes, yes. I'll make sure we get that on the bill because uh, okay. that's good stuff too. You know, it's good to hear uh, the young younger brothers, you know, basically um, reverberating off of that old school jazz. Uh, very, very interesting. Okay, very interesting. And I think the people will appreciate the connections between the two, unlike what somebody's trying to feed us. Okay. Uh, no accident, family. These people are hell-bent on removing history. They don't want it our history. anywhere. Go ahead, Sister Beth. I say our history, and we it is up to us. We have to quit eating what they put, the food that they're putting out there. That's right. That's right. So I know, because I know several of my people. I mean, these are jazz aficionados, so I know they appreciate that music, okay? Because if you don't play it yourself, you can't hear it, and that's criminal. Yeah. I don't care how you slice it. That is criminal. So, yeah, thanks to to the family that uh, uh, recommended uh, Masaga uh, to to me uh, last to us last week. So, Bear, what's what's on yes. your plate for today? What did you uh, What did you see today? Nothing. I still couldn't get. For some reason, I'm not fighting it. I'm not going to force it. I can't get to see what's going on in politics. I do like to look so we can talk about and I can keep up. But for some reason, this last week, I have not been able to engage. See, Bear, you where I was almost two months ago. When okay. I just had to shut it all down, I couldn't, I literally could not watch anything from so-called news. I don't care mm-hmm. who it was from because I felt like it was invading my privacy personally mm. uh, and okay. determining what I thought. Okay. And every now and then, you know, it's like uh, cleaning out your system. Every mm-hmm. now and then you have to do that. Just get away from all of that. You know, uh, rely on other means 
to keep abreast of what's really going on. And so that's where I've been for the last couple of months. And outside of a couple of people, and I do mean only a couple, uh, one of which uh, we played last week with that video with Tucker Carlson basically saying the same thing that we said uh, after we went off radio. But beyond that, and maybe one other, I have not seen anything related to a news clip, a direct news clip. Uh, mm-hmm. I've listened to other people referring to what's been said uh, and that kind of thing, but I haven't watched any of it, Bev, and uh, I think I'm better for it. Uh, because, again, um, we have to use our own filters. And that's really yeah. what I'm talking about. So I didn't see anything today either, Bear, because I just wasn't there. I'm still not there. Okay? Mm-hmm. But um, the things that I heard alluded to uh, was pretty much echoing the things that we said yesterday in terms of uh, the Supreme Court and or the not-so-Supreme Court and what's going okay. to take place, uh, bottom line, uh, these folks can holler and scream all they want, uh, but there's a just a mountain of hypocrisy on both sides of that thing, uh, which basically says stalemate. And from my perspective, that means that there will be a Supreme Court justice or not-so-Supreme Court justice seated before the election. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And what that really does is that nullifies all the fake balloting and all of this kind of stuff. Because no sane uh, nation based on politics would allow for ballots to be counted 8, 10, 12 weeks after any election is over. That's just unheard of. Right. But that's what these people want to do in the face of overwhelming corruption everywhere where mail-in ballots have already been used. I don't know. I know of very few circumstances uh, where that system has been put in place and it's not been uh, just totally fraudulent, totally, with hundreds of thousands of people's votes not counted. That's insane. I'm talking about in a state. How the hell can you have a fair election when you got over 100,000 people's votes that's not counted? Hmm. Sounds like some that's insane. game going on. Yeah. It is. But now <laughs> they just had their head handed to them. So I see nothing else coming out of that. But their next move, which uh, as we kind of went through a little bit yesterday, has to lead towards absolute violence. And for me, Bab, I don't know about anybody else. I say, let's get on with it. Come on with your violence, because you think you've seen some violence because you've been allowed to do what you're doing right. by these Democratic knuckleheads. But I can assure you, you ain't seen no violence yet. Start pointing guns at people who already got guns and know how to use them and see where they get you. Because from what I understand I there, mm-hmm. they're already talking about uh, major unrest in Louisville because of uh, the sister that was murdered 
uh, Breonna Taylor. They're getting ready to let now, them cops go. Oh, go ahead, man. Okay, so all so all of this is orchestrated, you know. Of course, it is. to get right to, and and so um, but I I just don't see it really panning out like they think it's going to pan out. I mean, how do they think that they can overpower and have much power as the military and the people? Yeah, I don't think that they suspected the people to come up against them, too, because the people is going to be with Trump. Them people coming out the hills with their rifles, you know, and, and the hood got their guns. So do they really think that they can overtake, overthrow? Uh, Bev, I think that the most important um, bullet that they got in their arsenal or the most important weapon or the most powerful weapon that they got in their, in their arsenal, and this is what they rely on, uh, as mm-hmm. a force multiplier, that's the media. It's been it's exposed, media. though. More and more yeah, people are see, calling them fake media now. No question about it. Everybody see through it. But they don't mm-hmm. have anything else. And it's still very powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's still very powerful. Um, until after the election, when some of the so-called media people get brought up on charges. Mm-hmm. That's when it'll stop. It won't stop before then. Okay? So some people got to go to jail. It's real simple. People got to go to jail. If that was me or you or anybody else in the family, we don't even have to worry. We'd be up under the jail right now. (laughs) But because there's high-profile media personalities and washed-up politicians like the Clintons, uh, they feel that they have uh, extraordinary uh, power to do the things and say the things that they're doing and saying. Okay, so all that's going to stop when people get indicted. And it's not going to stop before then. I mean, literally. So basically, basically you're talking about that these are like mob bosses are getting arrested, and they're lieutenants and things like that. That, that's, That's what you're saying after the election. Yes. The only difference is they are sanctioned mobs mob bosses. They're sanctioned monsters, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, these mm-hmm. people have wormed their way in the, in the body politic, and they're like a tapeworm that just eats up everything within its vicinity. Uh, okay. Okay? So many of the politicians, they haven't, if they've left office, they may not be in the public eye but they're still in the public psyche working in think tanks and some of the universities. And this is what has happened over the years with the rise of foundations, okay, financing their efforts. They go to work in the military industrial complex and the universities to continue to train so-called Marxists. Okay. So many of the think tanks, uh, that are being used by people like Soros and Gates, okay? They use those think tanks to push their agendas. Those papers that come out of the think tanks end up in the universities to be taught to the students. And that's what has happened 
Go ahead, Bill. Mm-hmm. The students are like the the new soldiers, the new trainees. Yeah, that they're yes, okay. and that's what you see. See, they feel as though they're really accomplishing something. Imagine you a seventeen, eighteen year old. You being told that you you have a part to play in changing history. Now you don't know anything else outside of that, and now you're being given a template. Uh, a set of of uh, information, okay, that allows for you to basically justify your behavior, be it dissing your family, taking on uh, uh, a whole different aspect of what family really is, uh, b- becoming gender neutral, or as I like to say, gender flexed. And that now you are being told that gender is obsolete or where it does apply, it's no longer male and female, is whatever anybody wants to be. Just imagine you're being told these things in a major university, right? What are you going to use to argue against that? Or as Les McCann and Eddie Harris just said, trying to make it real compared to what? Mm-hmm. You can't compare it to anything because you have nothing. You haven't been on the planet long enough to compare it to anything. That's all you know. High school is nothing more than a walkthrough. It ain't really teaching you anything in terms of how the world really works. It's not teaching you anything. That's supposed to take place at the university level where now you have a point counterpoint environment. At least that's what it's supposed to be. Unfortunately, it has only become a point environment where only one side of the equation is being taught. And there is no room for opposition. It becomes nothing more than a sounding board for the status quo. That's what it's become. Universities are supposed to challenge thinking, not echo it. And the way that you challenge the thinking is to become abreast of the various points of view. Once you only have one point of view, you basically become nothing more than a mindless drone. And that's what has happened to a lot of the young people. Well, how do I know that? Because I went and spoke at a lot of colleges back in the 90s. And I've said this before. I've noticed that in the 2000s, people like me were subsequently persona non non grata. Uh, We were not welcome in the universities anymore. And I couldn't figure out why, because the young, the students, I mean, they were always all over us, okay? Because it was normal. They could feel what we were saying based on our research, and then they could go back in their communities, and they could literally see it happening. But then, at that time, Bear, we I didn't realize, I don't know if anybody else, I do know a couple of people at the academic level, I'm talking about, uh, tenured professors who are who are very good friends of mine, 
who were literally fighting the LGBT thing back then. See, they saw it before I did because they were in it. I'm only coming there as a speaker. They're there as tenure professors, and they see the influx of uh, homosexual and and lesbian uh, professors uh, uh, being allowed into their universities. And it becomes overwhelming when you see so much of it. Now, um, luckily, I had friends like that at the university level that could get me in there where the other point of view could be expressed. But again, even I didn't see it at the level uh, that it was at. And what was really strange for me was some of the things that were being said, I agreed with. But I wasn't at the universities as a student. I didn't see all of the things they were being taught. I was only aware of some of those things. So here in Chicago, back in the early 80s, the universities, uh, just for people who may not have been, you know, abreast of, of what was really going on, the universities were like the residue of the Black Power Movement. But something was different because the Black Power Movement was about empowering Black people through the building of institutions where we could reflect, okay, uh, not just what was being taught, but you could reflect on what had already taken place. I didn't see, okay, nor did I understand at the time that there was a more nefarious thing beneath this stuff that was being pushed out into the black community by black academicians. I couldn't see it. Uh, now, in over the past 15 years or so, now I, I've been able to see it. Okay, but not at that time. I'm going to be honest. I got so angry with some of those so-called uh, professors who were supposed to be Afrocentric, okay? And they were always talking about African culture, et cetera, et cetera. And I used to wonder how come they weren't pushing back against so-called multiculturalism because that was, that was the word that they were using back then. And it was because they were really about pushing uh, so-called cultural Marxism. That's what they were really pushing. But they had to cloak it in the Afrocentrism. Okay? Mm. It was really, really interesting, Bear, to yeah. go back and look at how they subsequently removed Afrocentrism, and now they're coming to you with the black and brown. You don't hear the term multiculturalism preached anymore to any degree. Okay? Uh, they've not said a word. Some of those same institutions that I was going in that was like the foundation for Afrocentric thought have been replaced by LGBT, the rainbow flag, the whole bit. 
they squatted on the red, black, and green. I mean, squatted all over it and replaced it with a rainbow. Hmm. So I'm telling you what I see right today at the so-called foundations of Afrocentric thought right here in Chicago. They've been totally neutralized. And I said 10, 15 years ago, Bear, that what has Mm -hmm. happened is the same thing that happened in the so-called Black Power Movement. Many of the people who survived uh, the government onslaught to wipe out the Black Power Movement ended up in the universities uh, not uh, continuing the support in the building of independent black institutions, but they are chasing tenure, which is nothing more than another word for the status quo. So they shut up because they like them salaries of tenure professors. They shut up. And they've been quiet all throughout all the stuff that's going on now. Those who do speak out have been uh, compromised by this thing for a long time anyway. Okay? So that's just a microcosm of what I've seen and what I've experienced in my own little lifetime. Okay? Um, and being out here in the middle of a lot of this stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting for me, Bear family, is that I just wonder if they understand that their complicity in, in all of this stuff that's going on through their silence is is really leading to their obsolescence. I wonder sometimes if they understand that they're making themselves obsolete. Because it's starting at the grade school and the high school level with so-called digital learning, right? Right, But I just wonder if they understand that most of them are going to be gone. They're going to be thrown to the dust heap of history. I don't think that they did, but they do now. They see it now. I don't think that they saw it at the time. Then I would love to hear some hollering and screaming from black academicians then pushing back on this insanity. And I don't hear it, Bear. Because they joined. They, they, that's what they did. They surrendered. For them to stay there, you know that the colleges would not let them stay there if they was really uh, talking consciousness. So for them uh, the to point- even be there. And I agree with you. But the alternative is obsolescence anyway. Mm-hmm. You see? If you say nothing, they're going to make you obsolete. That's right. So you may as well get your money's worth by at least speaking out and telling the people the truth. Unfortunately, it appears to me as though many of them have bought into socialism, which is nothing more than the uh, early version of communism. 
is communism at the beginning. Now, I did know some uh, some of these academicians. I knew that they were pushing socialism back in the 80s. But I just couldn't see the extent to which they were pushing it. Because many of the radical black people at that time, that's where they were. They were pushing socialism back then. I'm talking about outside of the universities themselves. I knew a lot of people that were pushing socialism. So they were back then. They were doing like Black Lives Matter. Now they they infiltrated. Yes, like you said they they okay. So they were doing it back yes, then. That's exactly what has happened. Those students from back then, thirty years older, thirty five years older, so they will put them in their fifties. But they still socialists. You see, because that's what they were taught. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know what's going on at the high school level. I was even going in high schools back in those days, but I don't know what's going on uh, at the high school level. But I would venture to say that it's even more dysfunctional. They've got these students jacked up, thinking that somehow if you go to college, when you get out, there's going to be something waiting for you. They got them jacked up. Okay, when it doesn't take a scholar to go and look at the projections for colleges and universities in terms of where they fit in in the future. And the answer is they really don't fit in. It's just something to consume your time. And spend your money. That's it. So, again, much of what we see today in terms of an educational structure, is already obsolete. What is it going to teach you that you won't be able to teach yourself once they put them chips in everybody? The knowledge becomes instantaneous. Whatever you want to know, just ask your chip, and it'll sit it before you. And this is uh this is headed that way now because you can basically go on YouTube or Google whatever it is that you want to find out. Extensively. Yeah. You can take you can learn it uh at the beginning, the middle and the end, already online. Now just imagine that you online, you part of the computer system. You are part of the system as opposed to accessing certain things by uh, um, um, printing in, you know, certain things to access it. Just imagine now you don't have to print in anything. All you got to do is think about it. And then bingo, it's right there in front of you. So, I mean, we, we have to think, a little differently than the way we thought before. And again, I know people who are spending or allegedly spending big bucks uh, on their children to get them college degrees. 
because they don't believe it. Anybody under 40, 40 and under today, you'll be able to see it in the next 15 years. Okay? Uh, I'd like to give myself another 15, 20 years, but I ain't in charge of it. I'm a realist. Okay? But those of you who are around 40, you will see, and doesn't matter who's in the so-called White House. Okay? Um, so that's where we are, Bear. And it just it just brings me uh, oh, and before I go any further, I still haven't heard back from my, my sister here on the meditation. I don't know what the problem is, but I will contact her this week. I was waiting for her to contact me since I left her a message. So I know whatever's going on, she has a legitimate reason for not contacting me. So all I can tell you, family, is uh, I'll probably see her Sunday. All right. So I'm going to get a, a little firmer commitment from her to come on next week. That's all I can tell you. I can't tell you anything more than that. Okay. So in lieu of that. Is that, is that the only person that you know that uh, is into meditation? She's not the only person, but let's just say that's what she does. I don't know anybody that that's what they do. Does that. Period. Okay. Okay. Now other people practice meditation, you know, on a singular level, mm-hmm. but she's an organized sister who's been uh, into that for, for some time now that I'm aware of. So I wanted to kind of give her the platform so she can push her organization because she's been at it for a while now. Okay. And for those people who want to perhaps, you know, uh, uh, become a part of what she's doing uh, digitally, you know, online, because I'm sure she does that, those kinds of things online as well. I wanted her to expose those kind of things. But we, we'll get her. Uh, I always say we'll have no wine before it's time. If she's not with us tonight, she wasn't with us last week, it's because it's not time for her to be here. Okay. That's all I can tell you. Go ahead, Beth. No, I just said, okay. Yeah. So, but in lieu of that, as I was going to say, uh, it doesn't stop us from uh, doing our quick meditation exercise, okay, to keep us kind of oiled up, so to speak, until right. she comes on. Because I'm sure she can give you things from a historical perspective, et cetera, et cetera, that I can't give anybody mm-hmm. because that's her thing. And that's what right. I want her to do. So I've already told her how much time she needs within that four-hour framework. You know, mm-hmm. she can use that time. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what I want. I want people to understand some of the nuances of meditation beyond just, you know, me just sitting up here. I'm not an expert. Yeah, right. exactly. Mm-hmm. So if they want to expand on it, they can connect with her and uh, however she does it, uh, she can give them pointers on things that I can't. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
I'm just a a regular bum, you know, you might say, you know. <laughs> you just a master. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And and I know to uh to give people, you know, their proper uh, respect when they spend a certain amount of time on any particular subject matter. Mm-hmm. I respect those people. So now, let us uh before we get into the last part of this particular uh, form, Sister Bear. Uh, mm-hmm. And wow, what's the title of the form? The title of the form is Mega versus Mag- Maga. Yes. And the plot to seize the White House. Yes, I knew that part, but I couldn't think of Mega versus Maga. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, family, I, when I'm sitting here talking to you, I ain't got a note of nothing in front of me because I like spontaneity. I like to be spontaneous. Right. So I used to have notes and things like that. But uh, there's a double-edged uh, side of this coin. Uh, I'm forgetting a lot of things because I don't have nothing r- written down. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and sometimes these names come up even when I think about them beforehand, when I'm in preparation mode before the program, I'll think of some of these things, but I never know where my mind is going to be at a particular point in terms of the subject matter. And then I'll try and think of somebody's name and it just doesn't, it don't work like that. Mm-hmm. When I know I mm-hmm. sometimes having notes will, it definitely is an aid, but I like the spontaneity right. too. I like to be spontaneous. Right. All right. So now, uh, after listening to all that good music, uh, we're going to get into our little uh, meditational uh, relaxation mode, and then we're going to get back into Mega versus Maga. All right. And I I don't know, Bev, but um, it seems to me that Orange Man is everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> when do he sleep? I mean, it just—it's just—he's like the ether, you know. Like you say, he everywhere, you know. It's like he never stops. I don't know how he does it, babe, unless he got a power pack somewhere, a battery pack, you know. Because I can't do it. I mean, I recognize that as I've gotten older. Yes. I can't talk for five hours anymore. <laughs> talking for five hours was normal for me. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. talking back to back from one yeah. day to the next day. Okay. Yeah. I've literally done that. But as I've gotten older, uh, I've Thank noticed that I have to kind of like, yeah, curtail what I do. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of like a, a younger version of Joe Biden. <laughs> okay. I mean, this guy go out for 15 uh, minutes and read from a teleprompter, and then the next thing you know, he got to shut down for the next day, and he hasn't even done anything. So maybe, maybe, okay. maybe, so, they, maybe, maybe those are clones. Maybe he got a closet, sit a, a closet full of suits. He has a closet full of clones. And he said, well, I'll say this, Bev. That one goes out. <laughs> I'll say this. If, if they clone him at his age, he <laughs> needs a closet full of clones. Okay? 
because the dude, even when he's reading stuff, even when yeah. he's reading off a teleprompter, still can't get it right. Now, I'm talking, when you no, at I'm that talking point, about orange man. Who you talk? You talking about Biden? Yeah, you saying he has a closet full of clones. No, I was talking about Orange Man. You said Orange Man is all over the place with that energy. And I say he's like the ether, just everywhere. Right, right. And okay, I'm but I saying, thought you were talking about – go ahead. No, no, no. He he needs he needs a closet full of clones. I was saying Orange Man might have a closet full of clones, and he send the clones here and there and there. You know, that's how he all over the place. Ah, got it, got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've never seen somebody his age with that much energy. It, right, right. I mean, it's just, and he was like that in 2016. Yeah. He literally wore Hillary Clinton out. I know. So if he's Remember. taking something, if they shooting him up with something, he need to market that right quick. Yeah, because you know what? He came out and said uh, he would take a drug test, but he wanted uh, Hyde and Biden to take a drug test because uh, I know somebody told him Hyde and Biden is taking uh, uh, enhancement drugs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's why sometimes he can give a pretty decent presentation. Right. But then other times, he can't complete a sentence. Mm-hmm. Well, what was Obama taking? Because he was the same way. You know, he would get uttering at times, and you would be like, what? If you remove the teleprompter from Obiden, from yeah. Obiden, mm-hmm. if you remove the <laughs> teleprompter from Obama, that's what you got. You got the real Obama, yeah. which was stuttering. Biden yeah. stutters with the teleprompter or without it. Yeah. Because his mind is gone. Gone. But Obama could give you a a fairly decent speech as long as he was reading Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what they did was they noticed that he stuttered a lot as well. Right. They basically had him in a situation where he wouldn't very rarely say anything because he wouldn't give press conferences. Mm-hmm. He'd just come and read whatever they had on the teleprompter. That's Obama. Yeah, yeah. And people literally thought that that was him talking. Mm-mm. Yeah, it wasn't him. He was reading from the teleprompter. And when people right. found out after the, I think of the first couple of years of his administration, Everybody started teasing them about it. And so what happened was uh, they decided to let him go out there and try to speak on his own. And when they did, people started seeing this guy can't even talk. Right. Every other word is, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. But what that shows you is how easy it is to fool people with media. Yeah, yeah. They did it with Mueller. They did look at Nancy Pelosi. She can't even really. She she better than Biden, but she's so close that, to Biden. So what is wrong with all these people that they can't even hold a conversation? Uh, they old as hell there. 
That's what's wrong wow. with them. All these people, out ex- with the exception of Obama, are old as hell. And they still think that they can do the things today that they did 30 years ago. Their mind says one thing, but right. it, it doesn't it doesn't translate to speaking. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Pelosi is an old-ass woman. Biden is an old man. Barack Obama was just never intelligent to begin with. He just sounds like a white boy, so people assumed that he was intelligent because he was raised around white people. Which means his level of speech is going to be different. Okay, so if that analogy, what's what is up with uh, Trump? I mean, he up there too. He's seventy four years old. He's yeah, slowing down. Straight from the streets. He, he's speeding up. <laughs> Didn't come from academia. Ah, that's he ain't nobody's intellectual. That's the difference. But and that's we have different. a and, if you yes, because you know if you look in the hood, you know you see the people in the streets. You see some geniuses out there, you know. Think very quickly on their feet. Yes, yes, yes. And that's his strength. That's why he made Hillary look like a fool during the debate, because he got this street smart. You know, and I know, Bear, when you appealing to people, having uh, what the hip-hop community some years ago called street cred, street credibility, mm-hmm. that's why they put him in all the hip-hop music in the 80s. Yeah. Because he had, he had street cred. He had, and, we, and we also called it he had that swagger. You know, everybody don't have swagger. That's right. That's right. You got to be able and be uh, uh, be accomplished at responding to things in a sensible manner so that people will basically gravitate to you. Exactly. And that's what he has. Yeah. You see, the media tries to trap this dude. And as soon as they try to trap him, he puts some other cheese in the trap and steps out of the <laughs> trap. Now you on his turf. <laughs> You see? So how many times have we seen this dude when the media attacks him directly? Well, what does he do? He'll do something like, oh, that was really a terrible question. Now, why would you ask a question like that? Because he wants Mm -hmm. people to focus on what they're attempting to do to him. Mm -hmm. And then, Mm -hmm. then he gets his cheese slicer. Okay, that's his street credibility. So when he pulled out that cheese slicer on the ass, all you see is him slicing and dicing them up. And it ain't got nothing to do with color. Okay, mm-hmm. there's been people from the uh, Asians in the media, he done sliced them up. Blacks yeah. in the media, he done sliced them up. And of course, he even got tired of slicing up some of them white boys from CNN. Yeah. I mean, he just cut them, 
cut them uh, like a, a cheese shredder. That's the best yeah. way I can put it. Okay. So uh, people like and Ali, Muhammad put, Ali, had, to, had that same thing. Go ahead, Bear. Yeah, <clears throat> and then he put in I call Barbie Kung Fu. You know the 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 press secretary. She another one that know how to slice and dice because she comes absolutely, from absolutely. So you see, I guarantee you that press secretary he got. Uh, mm-hmm. She she has been near the streets because mm-hmm. you can't respond the way she do without having that street credibility. You can't buy that. See, Obama couldn't buy that. That's why you heard because uh, 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 he didn't know mm-hmm. how to respond quickly. Mm-hmm. You see, and that's right. what the streets do to you. Yes, you have to. The streets basically put you in a position where you can anticipate what somebody's going to ask you. You be sitting there waiting. Yeah, you have to, to survive. No question about it, Bear. It's invaluable. And then uh, we call it, or we used to call it, the gift of gab. Mm-hmm. That's what pimps have. They got that gift of gab. Now, they may not be the smartest people on the planet. They got that gift. But, man, when it comes to to talking, man, they can talk you. You won't know what happened. (laughs) I say they talk your, the women, they talk your panties off you, and they talk and have you put them back on and take them off. (laughs) (laughs) This through the conversation. (laughs) I'm glad you said it, (laughs) Bill. Yes. Uh, that's what they do. And again, uh-huh. it's, it's like having a degree from the streets. Yes, you have and back to. And uh, back in my day, that was required. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say it again. I don't know many brothers, I'm talking about in the projects, mm-hmm. who were young teenagers that didn't know about Iceberg Slim, Trick Daddy, and all of that. I mean, that was just that a was- part of a requirement for growing up. That's what I was getting ready to say. That was required reading. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know what the young people doing today. Uh, I don't know what they reading later on there. Now, I'll show you how this stuff transforms. In the 80s, they left Iceberg Slim. He was still alive, by the way, right here in Chicago. Okay. Okay. But in the 80s, it became Donald Goyne. Remember Donald Goyne? I remember the name. I, I, don't, I can't. I, I do remember that name, though. Yeah, he became the successor of the Iceberg Slam. Okay. <laughs> okay, so I don't know okay. who it is now. It's probably some, they done switched it over to some LGBT person. You know it. But those guys were ladies' men, mm-hmm. right? Because if you go navigate the street, you got to know how to deal with the brothers, but you got to know how to deal with the ladies, too. Sisters. And don't Trump do that? What, what was he? That was his thing. What he had, the beauty, passion, nothing but women. Yeah. See, Bear? Now we see his strength. Yeah. So you talking about debating a pimp about women. 
You can't. You will never. Uh, you can't win that conversation. <laughs> Look, if you ain't been a participant in the Mac of the year, remember but the y'all Mac. Used to, y'all used to have that in Chicago, didn't y'all? Used to have them conventions yes. in Chicago. Yes, on a yearly basis. Mm-hmm. Mac of the year, like you said. You had to be able to talk a woman out them drawers and, and talk them mm-hmm. back into putting them on? Yeah. Now, you ain't going to go to no college in this country and learn how they to do that. You that. No, that's that's right. So you got to spend time in the streets or around people that's in the streets mm-hmm. to hone your craft. Somebody asking me what happened to Petey Weestraw. Yeah. Well, who is that? Uh, Dolomite. (laughs) Rudy Ray Moore. Okay. That's what he was known for. Dolomite was all about the gift of gas. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I think that they made a movie called Dolomite a couple of years ago uh, based on the life of uh, Rudy Ray Moore. And again, for those young, young people, go ahead, man. Was that the one where the guy would wear the the platform shoes and they had the fish in the shoes? Was yeah. that Dolomite? That was Dolomite. Okay, they made him out of a food. Okay. Yeah, he was a he was a caricature a version of a real pimp. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, here in Chicago, you go on that west side, mm-hmm. um, you could literally see. Okay. Uh, Brother Derek says Eddie Murphy played uh, Rudy Ray Moore. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Okay. But uh, at any rate, uh, I don't know what it's like over there now because I haven't been over there in a minute. But when I was coming up, it wasn't uncommon. In certain areas, you go on that west side, man, you could see them out there watching over their flock. And, of course, uh, by the 90s, they had become institutionalized, uh, particularly in hip hop. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and primarily on the West coast, uh, through, uh, Snoop Dogg and some of the West coast rap artists. Okay. Right. But then it spread to other places and you could literally see it being fused into the music with, um, people like Ludacris. And others, you know, playing that pimp role or trying to play mm-hmm. the pimp role. Mm-hmm. But prior to that, it wasn't in that. I mean, there was one. There was one that I could think of, and that was uh, Big Daddy Kane. Oh, okay. Okay, now, some of you old school rap artists, some of you young, younger uh, hip-hop artists who may not be aware of Big Daddy Kane, because he's been gone for a minute now. Uh, just go to YouTube to understand what I'm talking about and put in Big Daddy Kane forward slash sex. And listen to that joint, okay? But he was one of the earlier brothers uh, that was kind of like macking in the hip hop world. Mm. And again, since 
I don't too much follow hip hop today. I don't know where it is now, other than totally compromised with people like uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, I, I I Cardi B and people like that. I I just don't oh, get yeah. that. Right. I don't get that at all. You know, I just don't. But maybe uh, it's because I really don't listen to her music, and I never have. Mm-hmm. If it's really music, so. Up until here recently, I couldn't tell you anything about no Cardi B or no. Think again. Uh, say that again, Bear. Sister Bear, you still there? Uh, yes, I'm trying to turn this thing off. Go ahead. That was oh, okay. that's that talking. That's not me. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I couldn't tell you anything about. Uh, Cardi B or the other the stallion or whatever the hell and they I couldn't I I just don't know so I have to plead ignorant uh, to the world of hip hop today and again I'd be I got to be honest I'm so disgusted and it didn't start with her but it started with me hearing something else in the background of the music okay uh Somebody asked me what about ladies love. I don't know what that is. Unless they're talking about the sister who claimed to be a part of the conscious movement uh, about 10 years ago. And uh she had her she's very popular. I don't I just don't know her name anymore. But she was all over the place talking about sex. And that seemed to be the only part of consciousness uh that she could talk about. I, I wish I knew her name. I, I don't know her name. So, but uh, me and this brother used to talk about that sister all the time. Just, you know, what was her motivation to make money or what? You know? Because the easiest thing to talk about is sex because it, re- it really doesn't require a whole lot to talk about it. Right. Okay. So, but this sister became uh, fairly popular. Like a black version of Dr. Roof. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this brother hasn't texted me her name, so I can't tell you her name, family. But I'm sure some of you may have have uh, crossed her path. <laughs> That's when I knew the conscious community was in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm being honest. <laughs> Because, man, the stuff that sister was talking about was just really, (laughs) I can't even repeat it. So if I told you her name, you could probably pull up some of her old stuff if she's still out there. I don't know. She's from. uh, I think she she still is. I I know who you're talking about. I think. You know who I'm talking about, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was, man. Man, oh man, oh man! See now, this brother, uh, he know what I'm talking about. He put me up on this, and now he won't give me her name. Anyway, family, mm-hmm. let's Somebody get into in our, our life. Say, say Misty Elliott, but no, I don't. That's not her, though. No, she wasn't a rapper. Mm-mm. No, this was just a sister who claimed to be a part of the conscious community. She's from down south, I think, uh, Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Or Atlanta, I forget exactly where she was from. Okay, 
that's why I was relying on the brother who who threw that to me for him to put mm-hmm. her name out there. He hadn't put her name out there. But anyway, okay. let, let's go, fam, because uh, we want to get we into are, our... We're getting down on time. Okay, we got like yeah, an hour yeah. and 41 minutes left. Yeah, so we want to. I want to finish as much of this up tonight, or I want to finish it tonight, so we can start something new next week. Okay. Okay. So anyway, family, uh, I'm already prepared. I got my feet on the ground, uh, connecting to my floor, so that I can get that energy directly or indirectly from the planet. So I'm plugging myself into this battery, and what we want to do again. Is four repetitions of breathing uh, through our mouth, okay? Uh, and our diaphragms, we want to take a deep breath. We want to put uh, our right finger over our right nostril and slowly blow, blow that breath out of your left nostril. We want to repeat that four times. And what that's going to do is to inundate your body with oxygen and allow you to relax and enjoy the rest of the program. But once we take those four breaths, we then want to close our eyes and whatever we decide that we want to meditate on tonight, we want to focus on that. And the breathing will give you the uh, temporary relaxation and allow for you to really focus on whatever it is uh, we want to accent tonight. Okay. So sister Bev, I hadn't thought anything outside of positive vibes. Uh, you got anything you, you feel we should focus on tonight? Well, I mean, for us to continue to expand, you know, get stronger in our powers, that's where we're at now at this time in the universe, tapping into our powers. So, okay, so how about us meditating on making ourselves individually more powerful, uh, seeing ourselves in a more powerful light, okay? Uh to build up ourselves internally to increase the power of our spirit. Okay. So we normally will project that energy onto other things, be it the black community, uh, be mm-hmm. it on Fauci or Gates and all those people. And I got, again, I got to say, since we did them projections <laughs> on Gates and Fauci yeah. and them people, their asses have been on the run ever since. You're right. Prior to that family, and you know what, if you've been here, you couldn't say hardly anything uh, negative about those people. Now, they can't go anywhere where people ain't basically bum-rushing them, okay? Mm -hmm. Everybody's aware of what these people are about now. We even got them attacking the CDC. Mm -hmm. So they are literally attacking each other. Okay, so that's the power. That's the power. So tonight, we want we to like, uh, we like reloading. You know how you know how you 
shooting, and then you have to stop and reload. So we 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 yes. are reloading. <laughs> excellent. That's an excellent way to put it, Bear. So let's reload, family, and energize ourselves so that whatever mm-hmm. you got to do tomorrow, you're going to do it. You're going to get into it from a perspective of being much more powerful than you were today. Yes. Okay. So tomorrow, whatever you got to do, is going to be a piece of cake for you because you've been empowered to make it a piece of cake. You pick what kind of cake you want it to be. (laughs) All right. So now let's begin by taking these deep breaths. And again, I normally close my eyes when I do it because I'm in prep mode for the two minute meditation that comes immediately after the breathing exercises. So my eyes are literally closed and I'm already beginning the visualization process of where I want to go or what I want to project. In this case, increasing our power. Okay. Individually. And if we do that individually, it's automatically going to be a collective pursuit as well. Yeah. So now, thank you. Thank you. This is amazing. Somebody else who I never would have thought who knew who this person was. (laughs) (laughs) The sister's name is Alexis Tyler. Yes, that's her name, Alexis. She's still around. I just heard her last week. She's still around. Is that right? Yeah, I heard a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if that was old or what, but I think it was new. I just I ran across her on the internet. Is she? Was it still about sex, man? Yeah, what else? <laughs> wow, unbelievable! Well, that sister mm-hmm. used to make me so mad. But anyway, I ain't gonna get into it. Let's get inside meditation mode, family. Let's let's okay. take a deep breath. All right, power. Right hand over your nostril. Breathe slowly out your left nostril. Another deep breath through your diaphragm. Finger over your left nostril. Breathe slowly out your right nostril. One more time, deep breath. Finger over your right nostril. Breathe out slowly to your left nostril. Last time. Another deep breath. Finger over your left nostril. Breathe out slowly through your right nostril. And now for two minutes, we want to empower ourselves by seeing ourselves as being more powerful. By infusing ourselves with that energy that's already in us, we're just going to accent it. So we're going to meditate. Eyes closed. Focusing on increasing your positive energy.
Okay, family. Wow. I always seem to go past uh, that two-minute stretch. Because, man, it seems that it seems so natural to relax. Yes, it's relaxing, yes. But a lot of us, we're so caught up in the everyday grind of living, we don't have a time to relax. Interesting. And I know sometimes when I get through doing that, I don't pretty much want to do anything else but just chill out for the rest of the evening. All right. right. (laughs) So now, family, let's uh, finish up with Mega versus MAGA, the plot to seize the White House. Uh, When we we left off last night, uh, pull up my old stuff here. Um. Well, last week and this week, we were talking about this overt plan to attempt to take the White House uh, by force, if necessary, but also to use temporary arrangements like TIP, which is the Transition Integrity Project, of course, funded by the opposition to Orange Man uh, to, in fact, uh, steal the election through a variety of means, one of which is to use mail-in voting to have the process delayed such that they can then infuse fake ballots, okay, allegedly cast by real people using mail-in voting, okay, to nullify the tsunami that's going to come in for Orange Man. And again, I'm starting to hear more and more Democrats saying there's no way in hell they can support this current uh, um Uh, this current uh, structure of the Democratic Party because it basically doesn't stand for anything. Okay? It literally is all about the acquisition of power and they'll use anything and anybody to get it. Uh, I understand that Uh, There was one of Trump's former nemesis on 60 Minutes that I haven't watched in years, okay? Because, uh, as I stated before, CBS News used to be the news that I monitored just to stay abreast of mainstream media. But something very interesting happened when Obama became the president, okay? And that's when I got rid of it totally, having watched it since then. And there was this guy named Scott Pelley, okay? He's obviously an intelligence agent. Because as a researcher, I know uh, certain things should be said. And this guy was just sitting up there lying through his nose with a straight face. I don't know if he's still there or whatever, 
But that's when I turned it off. Because I said he was just too good of a liar. This is on the evening news that will come on every day at, I think, 5.30, 5 o'clock, one of those two. Anyway, that's when I turned it off in 2008. That was the only newscast that I monitored. Okay? Uh, I can't stand to see any of it today. So I want to thank Scott Pelly for waking me up totally to show me that all of the news media was fake and is not to be trusted. And I've rolled with that since 2008. Okay? And it hasn't served me wrong, not one little bit. It has proven me to be absolutely correct. And now, again, uh, many, many, many more people are beginning to see it. And it's really good, Bev, because even Hollywood is taking a bath. I understand that they had one of them fake award ceremonies uh, yesterday. And it was the lowest ratings in history. Mm, I know I didn't watch huh? it. It's, it's just interesting, Bear, because they're doing everything in their power to make it appear as though they have legitimacy. But everything they do, the numbers are way, way down. Okay? And as I understand it, uh, the host was this guy named Jimmy Kimmel, who loves to imitate black people. Right? A couple of months ago, he had to step away from his program because he got caught, I think, for like the fourth or fifth time uh, imitating black people in a derogatory way. So he stepped away from his so-called nighttime, uh, I don't know what you call them, uh, TV slot, okay, Uh, where he supposedly hosted these awards and nobody watched. Keep, keep up the good work, family. Because you'd be surprised how much of that stuff is irrelevant. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised what you don't miss. Much of the stuff that you invade your mind with is based on habit. It's like coming into your house and turning the television on. You ain't necessarily going to watch it. It's just a habit for you to turn it on. Okay? Well, get in the habit of tuning in spiritually. Turn that on every day and see how that affects you. Okay? I got a feeling you'll find you become much more empowered Okay, within yourself and the things that you do. And we're going to need that. You're going to need to be able to tap into those spiritual resources. Okay? Because this beast ain't going to quit. He is not going to quit. He has every intention of attempting to put in place this totalitarian system. Okay? And they'll use anything and anybody to do it. But I'm going to say it again. And I ain't telling nobody to to vote for Orange Man because I ain't voting for him. 
Okay? I ain't telling nobody to do that. I'm just here to tell you what's going to happen depending on who get in office. That's it. Okay? But you better damn well be sure that they're going to try to steal this election. All right? And you are nothing more to them than collateral damage. That's literally how these elite people view the people. Collateral damage. Because again, family, it was bloody here in Chicago this weekend. Oh, the numbers are I mean, going bloody. down. It went down for a the minute, building. Bear. Mm-hmm. When we kind of like vibrated on it, the okay. that for two weeks, the number of murders for two weekends straight was under eight people. Mm. Those were the two weekends that we focused on it. Now okay. I can be argued maybe we should have did it some more. Okay. okay, I'm not here to say one way or the other. I'm just noticing the up uptick in it since we didn't continue that. And this week was this weekend was no exception. And it's very subtle. It's very subtle. Because if you ain't tuned into it, the murders didn't happen in, on your block or down the street from you. So right. they didn't happen as far as you're concerned. But they did happen. They just happened in other neighborhoods. And that's the insidiousness of the whole thing. Because you don't see it. And you don't know nobody that got killed out of sight, out of mind. Okay? It only becomes relevant to you when somebody you know got shot or killed or it happens on your block. Okay? Uh, And again, this points to the fake template that's being laid out in front of us uh, in terms of so-called Black Lives Matter. Because nobody, nobody of any stature is addressing the violence that's going on in the black community. Nobody. Okay? The only person that I know of, of any stature, that is constantly talked about it is Orange Man. <laughs> I don't know how that happens, but we've all heard him basically nail these mayors to the wall about not dealing with all the crime and stuff that's going on in our community. If if Black Lives Matter, you've all heard it. How about the lives of black people that's being killed here on a weekly basis? Do you realize over 2,000 people that got shot in Chicago this year? 2,000. Okay. We heading towards breaking all kind of records for people being shot in this city. Way ahead of last year's pace. Okay. And they running around here talking about electoral politics. Are you serious? Black Lives Matter, where? Where? Because it's obvious 
that it does not seem to matter to black people to any degree. Now, I know I'm using a broad brush here, but I'm saying that because I'm right in one of those areas where, man, you go out and talk to the average person in the hood about Black Lives Matter, and you know what you're going to get? Looked at. Because it don't exist. Okay? So now, how these people, or what do these people think in terms of throwing black people out there, as I said, there's this supposedly a state of emergency in, in, in Kentucky right now because they're getting ready to announce the verdict. In other words, they're going to let them white boys that broke into that, uh, the girl's house, uh, Breonna Taylor, they get ready to let them go because they followed their their uh, training. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they had you see? the no-knock the no thing there, right? That's right. So when they were being shot at, the sister and the brother thought somebody was breaking in their house. That's normal for their reaction, right, to start mm-hmm. shooting. And people breaking into your house, you don't know who the hell it is. That's normal. But at the same time, it's normal for the police to return fire because they're doing no knock, which is totally unconstitutional. Here's what I mean about law. You're either going to have some law or you ain't going to have none of it. You see? Follow the damn law. And where the law is in error, change it. But don't try to give me this current uh, configuration of law and tell me that you ain't got to make some changes. So you see, already, uh, I'm agreeing with some of the tenets of Black Lives Matter. Because you ain't got to be Black Lives Matter to know that there's something deadly wrong with policing. Mm-hmm. You ain't got to be that. Okay? Yeah, same. Uh, you're right. Same thing with Minneapolis. Everywhere the rioting and stuff took place, the murder has gone up. And again, I give you one guess who the victim of this uptick in the murders are. Okay? i give you one guess, family. <clears throat> and it's going to be like that because we have uh, a host of problems that uh, have yet to be dealt with that keeps us in low vibration mode. And when you got an entire group of people in low vibration mode, only low vibration results can occur. Ain't a whole lot of positives, positiveness going to come out of that. So let's go here because we need a, a, a guide, if you will, on how to steal an election. And that's the title of the first two articles, part one and part two, from the Gatestone Institute. Okay, the GatestoneInstitute.org. It's going to show us, again, a microcosm, what's coming and who's bringing it. 
how the election is going to be stolen. And you'll you'll hear some very interesting things based on the names that are being mentioned. Okay? So they say in part one of how to steal an election, they say the political power generated from a document like the Transition Integrity Project, that's TIP, family we talked about last week, or the Transition Integrity Project report, introduces the threat of terror and street violence as normal or expected outcome of the upcoming presidential election. Here's what you will see, hear, and read in the next few weeks. Quote, yes, expect violence in the aftermath of the election, because now that is the new normal. Unquote. Violence is the new normal. They go on to say, how does one ensure political allies are ideologically synchronized? Easy. Publish a report titled, Preventing a Disrupted Presidential Election. In one of the greatest public disinformation campaigns in American history, the left and their never-Trump allies released a 22-page report, Wargaming, Four election crisis scenarios. One, a decisive Trump win. Two, a decisive Biden win. Three, a narrow Biden win. And four, a period of extended uncertainty after the election. The outcome of each results in street violence and political impasse. They say, Chip organizers and leaders include Georgetown Law Professor Rosa Brooks, Niels Gilman of the Independent Bergeron Institute, John Podesta, the longtime fixer of the Clinton political dynasty, and former Republican National Chair Michael Steele, journalist David Frum, and editor Bill Crystal. Okay? They say the TIP report is, is an information warfare strategy employed for revolutionary political purposes. The TIP document includes uh, project, uh, projects accusations of unlawful or criminal conduct on Trump and those voting for him. So, family, you've probably seen instances where it's obvious that somebody getting their ass whooped by a bunch of people, and then that person is taking that whooping somehow manages to break away from the ass whooping, pain on them, where the person that was originally getting their ass whooped by 10 people now is being charged with a crime for fighting back against those 10 people. Okay? That's lawfare. Using the law as a weapon. Again, that points to what we played last week with George Soros, basically getting these socialist or communist communist attorney generals who refuse to prosecute incorrect behavior. Okay? And I think most black people, at least those that I know, want people punished who go out here and raise hell. I don't care what color they is personally. Okay, that's that's just me, all right? Because 
I know that most of the black people being killed in the black community is from other black people. It doesn't matter where you go. Okay? That's what's happening. So most of us want to be able to walk out of our doors on a daily basis without fear of getting shot. As damn near 3,000 people in this city. It wasn't that many people getting shot in Iraq, family. In the damn show, wasn't that many getting shot in Syria. 3,000 people, damn near, shot in the year ain't even over with. That's insane. Now, just imagine that the aim of these, these criminals get better. Just imagine that for a minute. Okay? And you can see how deadly this thing can get. They're also going to say that it costs the D.C. bureaucracy to support their strategy, and it relies on a low awareness from the political right to counter the TIP program. They say, is it possible that the American left would never trump our allies are promoting street violence as a response to a presidential election? The answer is yes. In the opening paragraph of the report, TIP states, quote, we assess with a high degree of likelihood that November's elections will be marked by a chaotic legal and political landscape. They go on to say, the greatest single the, the single greatest irony of the TIP report is the overwhelming use of projection in framing claims against Trump as a means to justify the left's irregular plans to disrupt the election process. So they're going to point the finger of everything that happens out here as orange man being the cause of it. And we've already seen some of it with people running around out here saying orange man is responsible for George's uh, death. That's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. But it really doesn't have to stay there. It's everything. He's responsible for climate change. And that's as fake and as phony as it gets. But he's responsible for it because he doesn't align himself with the elite move to use so-called climate change as a way to co-opt the entire cultural landscape. Okay? Now, they're going to say, projection is not a secret. The American left has never bothered to hide it, nor found it desirable to do so. The covert covert portion of the projection, funding and organizational involvement behind the projection itself. Who's paying the bills for TIP? They go on to say, the news and social media narrative is coming together, and you will see, hear, and read, uh, quote, to expect violence in the aftermath of the election because now that's the new normal. Trump made us do it. He made us take the election.
because the old system cannot be relied upon. Obama promised fundamental transformation, and now we are finally going to deliver. So they close by saying the left's the left's threat of violence and subversion of the election is real. Now, that's part one of how to steal an election. But I'm going to add this. They will not succeed because Orange Man already been here. Now, if, if the fact that he come up with a list of Supreme Court justices just days before the old bat kicked the bucket, Old Testament Ginsburg, if you think that's a coincidence, then ain't nothing I can tell you. Other than it damn sure is a lot of coincidences that's been happening since this dude has been in office. So let's go and to how to steal his election. Go ahead, Bear. And, and th- didn't he put in a hundred and something lower, co- uh, lower court judges that Obama yeah. left open? Yeah, that was for Hillary. That was for Hillary to do. Okay? And man, I just, I can't imagine what this country would look like had the Wicked Witch of the West gotten off. She tried. Okay, but we already knew, as we said back then, uh, no pun intended is not in the cards. Okay? So now let's go to part two of how to steal an election. Again, it's from the GatestoneInstitute.org. Here's what they say. So let's examine operations techniques being deployed against the American people to persuade and influence the election season ahead publication of the Transition Integrity Project are components of psychological warfare. And of course, family, yes, we've been telling you that that's what we're right in the middle of all the time. Okay, we didn't need the Gatestone to tell us that, but it's just confirmation of what we've been saying for some time now, because it didn't just start today. It's been going on for the last at least, uh, in terms of Orange Man, since you've been in office. Okay, but the way they got Obama in office was primarily using psychological warfare on him. Okay, because nobody knew him to any degree. Now, they say, uh, blah, 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 blah. They say, publication of the Transition Integrity Project are components of psychological warfare aimed at spreading demoralizing rumors to Trump supporters. The goal is to break down the support before and after Election Day. Because demoralized supporters do not make their support for their candidate public. They do not campaign in neighborhoods or post yard signs. They do not vote. Volunteered polling places uh, because they are convinced that their hopes are lost. They do not wish to be called a racist. They stay at home and watch TV. Now, here's what has happened. That ain't worked on Orange Man's people. Okay? That's working quite the opposite. And I'm enjoy watching it. 
It's the Democrats who are who have become demoralized. They running away from the Democratic Party in droves. And uh, I'm sure some of you have seen the videos. Since the old bat kicked the bucket, everybody knew she had terminal cancer. Okay? They really going off. They don't know what to do. Symbolized by the white woman we talked about yesterday, hollering and screaming and letting go her wheel while she's supposedly driving down the street. Okay? There are many, many more of those where these people are just losing it, okay? As if somehow, and again, this is how you can tell people a program. Everything in a system is a cause and and, uh, effect relationship, okay? In this system of uh, electoral politics, the cause... uh, Owens man being elected has an effect. The law says he has every right to appoint Supreme Court justices. Okay. But it's also uh, caused, okay, again, Owens man being elected. Uh, These people in a very similar manner because they don't seem to be able to function. It's as if they feel as though nobody is supposed to get elected to anything in this country that's not a part of their agenda. But that isn't that what has been going on for years? Well, yes. Yes, to a degree, because there's 16 cents worth of difference between Obama policies and Bush policies and Clinton policies, for that matter. Okay? That's why when Obama came in office, people were hoping that he would prosecute Bush, Cheney, and the rest of them gangsters. And what did he say? Well, that's in the past. We don't. We don't want to focus on the past. We 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 want we want to focus on the future. So let's not gin up anything from the past. Okay. He let all them criminals off the hook because he was just as much a criminal working for the same body of criminals as they were. Okay, And now they're using the young people as a prop to continue to hide their criminal behavior. Okay? Again, you look at all the so-called Republicans that ran over uh, to support Biden, and damn near every single one of them are so-called neocons. The same neocons that we hated for years, including the Koch brothers, who came out in 2016 with Colin Powell and the rest of them gangsters and said that they were going to be supporting Hillary Clinton over Orange Man in 2016. 
Now, the Koch brothers, uh, Michael M. Hotel, y'all hated the Koch brothers. Okay? All you could hear was the Koch brothers. Koch brothers this, Koch brothers that. Okay? They writing the legislation. They financing the writing of the legislation. The the politicians ain't writing no legislation. That's your Koch brothers. Okay? I don't know what Miss McConnell said. Okay? Uh, and I really don't care. But I'm here to tell you, the Koch brothers were a front for the elite. They all represent the same thing. Okay? So now they still on the other side of Orange Man, just like they were in 2016. But somehow, people like Michael M. Otep and, and others ain't got no problem with the Koch brothers now. You see? Because it ain't about what these people really stand for, because it don't take but a cursory look to find out that they some of the worst people on the planet. Okay? All you have to do is go and look. But they ain't going to do that, because that fuzzies up stuff. That kind of makes everything hazy. Okay? And when you give, when you give people that Kool-Aid, you want it to look like ain't nothing in it. So they can see to the bottom of the cup or the bottom of the glass. But it's still poisonous as hell. That's the Koch brothers. Okay? So now, they say the left relies on this reaction to suppress voter turnout and use terror, such as threats of reprisals against those who challenge the projected accusations detailed in the tip report. The tip report is careful not to engage in sedition. These are very sharp operatives, all lawyered up, so they speak in code. They know what they're doing. So they go right up to the to the edge or the ledge, family, but they don't drop off. So they right on the edge of sedition. But they are, because they're being advised by lawyers all over the place, because remember now, this is this is lawfare that they know what words not to use. They're going to say the report amplifies dubious premises. Leftist protesters are nonviolent, while Trump supporters are agent provocateurs. Trump will misuse the military and law enforcement to hold on to power. Mail-in voting poses no risk. Finding new ballots weeks after the election is completely normal. News critical critical of Biden is misinformation. A Trump victory will be evidence of foreign interference, etc. Those are some of the things that's been said by people in the media on the left. Okay? To to uh primarily condition people to respond in a certain manner because it's propaganda. It's psychological warfare. They say the voter psychological conditioning will not receive news media or social media scrutiny. So don't don't look for the media to tell you this was going on. You have to be smart enough and aware enough to know that it's going on for yourself. Because the media is a part of it. They say those who raise the threats of violence 
will be termed conspiracy theorists and dismissed. They close by saying, through the release of the tip report, the left uh, have alerted the militant wing of their movement to seize control of the lead up to election day and way past inauguration day. Okay, so they're saying get prepared to inflict violence because, believe me, family, they already know that Hyden Biden got a snowball's chance in hell of squeezing the orange. It's just not happening. And I'll tell you who definitely knows, okay? And that would be your friend, Bear. Nancy Pelosi. Oh, okay. Oh, she knows. Mm -hmm. Because if you go back to 2016, they didn't, she had a huge opposition to her being the speaker. And it was coming from the radical left. I'm sure some of the family remember Mm -hmm. uh, they was talking about uh, uh, AOC taking over her spot. Right. I remember that. Nancy, yeah, it's it's obvious that Nancy got iron poor blood. And the people that's riding with Nancy in in the Democratic Party are primarily old people. So she pushing that old form of, of politics and it don't quite work with the radicals, the communists. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they made a deal and that's why you've seen uh, the, the violent radical Antifa and Black Lives Matter all of a sudden when the polls start going south a couple of weeks ago and the mainstream media became the organ to let their soldiers know that the riots is hurting us. Our poll numbers are starting to drop. And if you Mm -hmm. notice, all of a sudden now, the riots are pretty much neutralized. Right. Because they all, it's all the same stuff. That's the Democratic Party out there in the street. Of which they comprise about 25 to 30% of the population in this country. But with media amplification, they're, they're made to appear as though the vast majority of people in this country want what they're selling. And that's not the case. It's all media projection. And it's being used to demoralize Orange Man's base, but it ain't happening. That's why Orange Man decided to tear a page out of the, the Democrats' playbook. And now he's not having rallies. He's having peaceful protests. <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> that was brilliant. There. <laughs> and they Shut couldn't say down. nothing. Nope. Shut them down. Checkmate. 
Exactly. So everywhere he goes, you got huge lines of people just waiting to get in to wherever yeah. he goes. And they lined up on the street to when the motorcade come up. You got people just lined up all on the both sides of the street. They back to where they was before they dropped the coronavirus thing, Sister Bear. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. people literally camping out overnight to make yeah. sure that they get into the venue. Yeah. But Nancy and, and his son and his ahead, son man. had a rally here in Michigan. Uh, last week, and he wasn't there. This was just his son, and I mean, uh-huh. it was a big crowd. Wow! Came. Watch this, Bear. Mm-hmm. I- I'm gonna put this on the table. I don't know. I ain't heard nothing about it, but I'll bet you dollars to donuts that he's gonna do something that these Democrats would never do. Mm-hmm. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, he's coming to Detroit. Oh yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Okay, because you know what that's going to show? That's mm-hmm. going to show the level of black support he got. And man, mm-hmm. the media, <laughs> the media is going to go crazy. Because you know Cause he now, was here. You, you know he was here when he went to Ford and them. And yeah, you know Ford I'm talking them. about yeah, something that's oriented. I'm talking about a peaceful protest. Yes, yes, yes. I could see that. Okay. Oh, man. They go holler and scream. Because hiding Biden ain't no way. If, if, uh, what's, uh, what's her name? His running mate? Kamala. If Kamala, can you envision Kamala Harris showing up in Detroit to talk to black people? Oh, hell no. She'll get tomatoes thrown at her or rocks. They're not even going to waste their tomatoes. Exactly. So they got to stay out of the public eye. They have news conferences, and then they run away. No questions, no nothing. Ain't no people. If you notice, it's almost as if she don't exist. Right. You see, it's all fake phony, family. We said in 2016, three quarters of the people in this country are so close to it, the other little numbers don't even matter. Support Orange Man. Now, they got bold enough and lucky enough to steal the house. That's what the boy that's an expert in computer systems, whose name Mm -hmm. just happened to be Epstein, y'all might recall, we talked about it. Last year, right here on Truth to Power, he exposed that they stole millions of votes. And he also exposed, because mm-hmm. he had the data to back it up, that mm-hmm. they stole, Hillary Clinton stole millions of votes. Otherwise, it was a landslide in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing you know, his young girlfriend gets killed in a car accident where she gets hit by a truck going the opposite way. Mm-hmm. And then he came out and made a public statement that the Clintons killed his girlfriend because he know what they're capable of. Those are not my words. Those are his words. So Pelosi, who is the stand-in for the Clintons, 
Pelosi has a choice. Steal the election or be destroyed. That's the title of the article. Pelosi's choice. I'm sorry, Ben. Okay, Pelosi. I was saying to myself, that don't sound like a choice. But say the article again. Pelosi steals the what? Pelosi's choice. Steal the election or be destroyed. Okay? Here's what they say. Oh, by the way, it's from Tom Luongo, Tom Luongo, L-U-O-N-G-O dot M-E. Here's what they say. Public opinion has turned against Pelosi and the Democrats in places where they pushed too hard. Now, people want their lives back and for the looting and rioting to end. They say, now they hope that the polls are right. And Biden will be president or challenge the election if they aren't. Neither of those two choices leave Pelosi with any option to cave to Senate Republicans. They say Pelosi's strategy has been to allow the destruction in battleground states and blame Trump for it. This was their cover for forcing Republicans to bail out failing blue states already in trouble, regardless of the COVID lockdown. California, Illinois, and states like them need massive bailouts to survive. Pelosi is now the villain in this political psychodrama, playing to her base. Once the talks break down, they're talking about the stimulus money, family, because they're holding that up because they don't want Orange Man to look like he's doing something for the people. So this is what I mean. They don't give a damn about the people. They just use the people as props. And many of us have just gotten damn tired of it. Because every four years, it's vote like your life dependent on it. Because if you don't, the big bad boogeyman going to come and get you. If they don't use that prop, they say, you got to vote because people died for your right. No, people didn't die for your right to vote. People was murdered. They didn't voluntarily die. They were murdered in the process of trying to get voting rights. Something that if you are really a part, you shouldn't even have to go through anything because according to the Constitution, uh, by virtue of you being a citizen, you automatically have voting rights. But of course, we know the world of reality don't work like that. And it's just so interesting because 90% of the places where black people were being persecuted and being prevented from voting was, guess what, Bear? Democratic Party strongholds in the North and in the South. Mm -hmm. Check your history, family. They say, so once the talks break down between uh, Orange Man and Nancy, They say Trump will unlock some of the treasuries 
$1.57 trillion checking account as emergency spending. Did you hear me, family? So you see, Nancy wants three or four trillion to bail out these cities that they thought they was gonna get their money from because Orange Man's supposed to be gone. He ain't supposed to be there. He's supposed to be impeached. So if he impeached, now they can bail out the cities. Unfortunately for them, they didn't squeeze the orange hard enough. And he still got a lot of juice left in him. Okay? So now imagine what the Democrats going to look like if Trump go into that uh, extra money that he got and then he deter- – because he can use that. That's discretionary money. Okay? All he got to do is write an executive order. And then, boom, they really done. They're going to be hollering and screaming like hell. Okay? So Nancy has one option. Come to the table for the people or be made to look like she anti the people by not signing the stimulus, okay, or making it predic- or predicating it on bailing out these cities with these fake politicians who run these cities into the ground. And we see it happening in real time in New York, the citadel of capitalism in this country. These fake-ass Democratic politicians are purposely with fake lockdowns with some fake virus, right? Purposely locking the cities down when they know that coronavirus is a fraud. Even the CDC is saying it's a fraud. That's their words, not mine. But this is what they have to do because they're taking orders from mega. They're taking orders from the mega group against MAGA in their plot to seize the White House. Go ahead, Bear. And here in Michigan, they have over 400 signatures to uh, petition the, the governor. To recall. So they fighting back. Yeah, oh, yeah. You see? Because people have caught on to what they're doing. It ain't difficult to see. If you got the CDC saying, oops, everything we told you, and this is literally what they're saying, everything we told you is a lie. People then 200,000, and they still repeating it. It's the media amplifying the lies. They run around repeating 200,000 people died from coronavirus. When just two weeks ago or less, they came out and told us that only 6% of the people really died from coronavirus. A lot of people during the middle of the hype, a lot of people here, they went to the to the emergency rooms they sell to see they sell. And the emergency rooms was not a lot of people there like the news was saying. That is correct, Bear. It's all fake phony. It's all part of a psychological control program. We said that from day one. Yeah. Okay. But that ain't going to let, see, so many people know it now that now Pelosi's ass is on the hook. 
So when Orange Man started talking about giving out that money, there ain't nothing Pelosi can do about it. But they're going in the article to say Pelosi can't fold because she'll lose control of the house. Yeah. Why? Because they say the squad is out for her head. <laughs> they say Trump can't fold because this is his opportunity to break the Democrats. Okay? His numbers are going up. Their numbers are going down because they're obviously being seen even by Democrats as facilitating the virus and being obstructionist. So they go on in the article to say, uh, blah, blah. Oh, let's see here. They say, come on, where you at? They say their only hope, they say the Democrats' strategy is to wreak, wait, wait, I missed the page. Okay, they say Trump has fired up his base and uh, and swing voters with his intransigence on critical race theory, refusing federal aid to Minneapolis and exposing these mayors in Chicago Portland and Atlanta Then I got to add this I don't know how many of you know About Portland But let me tell you something family Throughout most of my life One of the most racist places On this planet Was Portland, Oregon Portland and Oregon Proper Was the white, one of the whitest Country and whitest states In the union Still is to this day. I mean, whiter than white. And extremely racist. Okay? Now, all of a sudden, they one of the uh, primary uh, facilitators of Black Lives Matter. I don't think so. Okay? Now, they say Pelosi is terrified of Americans getting another $3,000 check from Trump on the eve of the election. So the Democrat strategy is to wreak as much havoc and destruction on the U.S. economy as possible and blame it on Trump. Their only hope is to foment violence and hope Trump overreacts and sets the stage for a false flag which turns the people against him. And that's what I was talking about yesterday, family, with them doing the drill in Denver at the baseball Accords Field. Okay? You'll see why as we move on. They said there's a strong undercurrent that Trump is the only reasonable choice after four years of the Democrats acting like babies. The Americans elected Trump to drain the swamp to end Obamacare and rein in a corrupt Congress. Their histrionics led them to the brink of their own destruction. They say Democrats still believe that their long-term survival 
lies with poisoning the youth to the point where their Marxist cultural revolution is inevitable. They will never willingly give up anything that lessens their control over the educational system and financial aid is one of the pillars of that control. Trump's poll numbers are good. The internals by racial subcategory put him in the driver's seat for the election. Biden cannot win battleground states if Trump holds 15% of blacks and 25% of Hispanics. This is why Biden is coming out against the violence, but it won't work. The entire strategy is getting people to blame Trump. And all they have is to show up to places where they're supposed to win to retain the house. They're not going to, as I see things, the way things look today, from what I see, as I said before, landslide ain't big enough. Tsunami is the accurate word that describes what's coming. And that tsunami is going to stop the coup dead in its track. That's the name of this article, Stop the Coup. It's from the American mind, the American mind. Here's what they say. The hyperventilating ruling class's supporters, uh, supporters of the Biden, Black Lives Matter, Antifa coalition, uh, predictably is lashing out. The epitome of these reactions is an article in the intelligentsia entitled Trump backers make case for stealing the election before Biden gets the chance. Now, family, you know what I know. There's been absolutely nothing that points to orange man stealing an election. What the left has tried to do is use the post office, right? To say, oh, he's still in the mailboxes. Other than that, <laughs> there is no other way. But I'm telling you what they're going to try to do on election day. They're going to rev up the mobs, and they're going to try to intimidate people from going to vote at polling places. That's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to start fights with people waiting in line, okay? Uh, you probably will hear a couple of people getting shot on election day, early on election day, because the lines are going to be massive. Okay? But you mark my words. The weather is going to be uncompromisingly nice on November the 3rd. Watch. So now, they go on here to say, the title reveals the simplicity of the Democrats' coup narrative. Their elites work themselves and their base into a frothing lather with liberal intellectuals and activists who have been talking for months about how Trump could steal the election or refuse to leave the White House if he loses. Only they have been saying that, family. 
None of that has come from the so-called right. <laughs> it's them using the media to project onto Orange Man what they are going to do. So now they can say when there's a tsunami that it was all rigged. But how can you rig a tsunami? They say if the right points out that the Democrats are actually changing the rules and speaking publicly about refusing to concede, even if they lose. Remember, fam, that's what Hillary Clinton said. Not nobody on the right. They say that proves that the right is going to steal the election <laughs> because the Democrats are not going to concede, according to Hillary Clinton. Joe Biden and uh, his kneecapper should not concede under any circumstances because they're going to be counting the votes all the way up until January from November. They say in reality, Anton and others are shining a light on what Democrats are now openly declaring in public. Every major media outlet is telling people that the rule changes that the Democrat apparatchiks are pushing are totally normal. But as election expert Hans von Spakovsky points out, quote, what is clear from all of these lawsuits is that the Democrats and these organizations are trying to change the rules governing the administration of the election midstream, while the Republicans are trying to re- preserve the status quo. So it's the Democrats across the board that's trying to change everything imaginable so they can steal the election. Not the Republicans. That's a fact. They go on to say, Kilgore sidesteps outrageous statements from leftist activists and party royalty indicating that they do not plan to concede even if Trump wins. They say Hillary Clinton and company have already put Biden and Harris on notice that the Democratic ticket must refuse to concede no matter how lopsided the loss. They say the Transition Integrity Project noted that there would be immense pressure on Biden to fight it out. Now, I want you to imagine hiding <laughs> Biden fighting anything. Fighting. All right. Okay. Uh, at best, he's going to be sleepwalking through the whole thing. They say, as Kip co-founder Rosa Brooks wrote, quote, with the exception of the big Biden win, each of our exercises reached the brink of catastrophe with massive disinformation campaigns, violence, and a constitutional impasse. Almost as if the party of chaos is the one whose powerful ideologues run the media, the mobs, and the deep state. They say the, the Daily Beast article tells us, quote, the larger game plan is to apply pressure through mass mobilization, unquote. 
uh, they say every left-leaning group in the nation is coordinating for mass public unrest. They say, and now, family, we're seeing them already talking about raising hell, burning up the country, if they don't get they picked on the Supreme Court when everybody knows if you win the election, you get to put your people in place. You don't pick the other party's people. That's insane. But that's what they literally saying. Okay? Because they're like children. They say, there are those on the left who threaten succession. Again, all this stuff is coming from the Democrats. So they are threatening succession rather than live in America where Trump wins. Okay? Remember, family, in 2016, you had a host of so-called entertainers that were talking about leaving the country in 2016. Guess what? Their ass is still here. Okay? They say Ed Kilgore is concerned that if conservative opinion leaders convince each other and a big segment of Trump voters that Biden won't accept a legitimate loss, that's all it may take to rob the 2020 presidential election of legitimacy. Robbing the presidency of legitimacy is a full-time job of your side since before Trump took office. Okay? And we all saw it in 2016 with the so-called Me Too. By the way, have you noticed that Me Too has disappeared? Mm-hmm. Okay? But they was out there. We all saw it uh, with signs. Not my president. They even had a right. pussy riot. Right? Yeah. They had a pussy gathering in D.C. where they was talking about burning up the White House and blowing it up and all kind of stuff. Not my president. I ain't seen nothing, nothing from the Republican Party that mirrors any of that. If you have seen any of that, family, would you put it in the chat chat room for me? Because I ain't seen it. And guess what? Did no so-called right-wing Nazis attack any of them when they gathered in Washington, D.C.? Nothing. Okay? Now, they say, will Joe Biden and Kamala Harris tell Clinton and Pelosi and now General Mad Dog Mattis to stop speaking about what sounds an awful lot like orchestrated insurrection? Of course they won't. They won't even tell Black Lives Matter and Antifa to stop burning down American cities. Until just recently, family, this article was before they gave the order to stop because they was losing their numbers was going down in the polls because people fed up with it. They say if the, if the American right spoke like this, the feds will start investigating. Okay? <clears throat> they go on to say, Andy Bush writes that those who find the Podesta gambit, gambit troubling 
needs to shine the brightest possible spotlight on it. They're talking about him convening this tip, this secret meeting where they war gaming because that's what they do. Everything to them is war. Okay? And Podesta, this closet child molester is leading the charge. Okay? So they say, to the highest degree possible, Joe Biden must be pressed as soon as possible to disavow this stuff, whether in the form of pushing for the appointment of alternative electors, which is one of the things that they wanted to get rid of electoral college, or to muddy up the waters by uh, basically choosing other electors and not the real electors to go there and vote, and, and vote for Biden even when he loses in a tsunami. They say holding the election hostage to drastic constitutional change or threats of secession as a weapon. They say the actual governors central to Podesta's hypothetical strategy must be challenged to put on record a pledge to reject that path. Kamala Harris should face the same question. Do you reject the threats of secession? Will you pledge not to appoint electors contrary to the vote of the people of your state? They say it is before votes are cast that maximum pressure should be put on Biden and his co-partisans to behave and not repel swing voters. They say progressive radicals have spent years assembling a nationwide machine for legitimizing their switch flip to autocratic rule. They say the full apparatus of the media, the mob, and the deep staters is being leveraged to intimidate and disorient the people into accepting a Biden coup. And of course, we know Biden is not capable of a coup. Okay? This is really to put Hillary and Kamala in place. Okay? And so mm-hmm. go ahead, Sister Bear. Now I'll just get ready to say we have nineteen minutes and the line and the Dang. lines are lit up. Yeah, I know they are. I just know they are. (laughs) Okay, well, you know what? I got to wait because I got three articles. Man, I just talked a a little bit too much because we just going to open up with, and I'll just uh, focus on dark winter because, as I said yesterday, all roads lead to dark winter. Okay, now I got to do. Dark winter. Yes, all roads lead to dark winter. Now, I got to do this last article, okay? Um, I think I'm kind of perusing it here because I think it's going to... You should give us another day of so much information. Okay, because it's uh, it's extensive. It's too important because it's going to tie us right back to what happened in 1932, okay? with the plot to seize mm-hmm. the White House. It's going to bring mm-hmm. us forward to 9-11. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
in that plot to seize the White House, because mm-hmm. that was the prop up Bush, all right, with some of them okay. same people who was behind that are now behind the move to remove Orange Man. That's why you see the people from the Project for a New American Century lined up behind hiding Biden. Okay? So we'll stop right there and just we just have to do another day on this next okay. Monday, family. Okay? okay? And we'll take some uh, questions or comments. Sister uh, give out your information, Dr. X. Yeah, this Sunday I'll be at 11006 South Michigan from 2 to 5 p.m. for our next uh, forum uh, that's entitled Compare to What? Okay, and of course it's a takeoff on the Les McCann Eddie Harris joint. Okay, God damn it. Gotta make it real compared to what? And I would encourage you families to go back, pull that up online, and listen to the word. Okay? Well, listen to the word. If, what about if we uh, listen to it before we open the lines up? Now, that'll work. That'll definitely work. Okay. And I, I want the uh, listeners to know that uh, Dr. Robert X has a GoFundMe page. If you want to send donations, because he's not going to ask for anything, but send him some donations so he can con- continue with his research. And uh, Robert McGray is his uh, GoFundMe page. Now, we Thank got you, Sister Bear. And, and, and I also want to say that in 15 minutes, we go off the computer. So you will have to listen to the rest of the show uh, on the telephone. And the call-in number is 323-642-1586. Push 1 if you want to talk. So we will be opening up the uh, the lines uh, in a minute, right after I get finished listening to Les. And that's going to be the title of your form. And for people that don't know, that's in Chicago. So you are in yes. Chicago. Okay. Yes. All right. Here we go, y'all. And I'm going to open the lines up after this.
that honey? Where's my God and where's my money? Unreal values, a crass distortion. Unwed mothers need abortion. Kind of brings to my old young king touch. He did it now. Trying to make it real compared to what... McCann and Eddie Harris compared to what? All right, we're going to open man, the lines up. <laughs> man, oh man, Bev. In that yes. song, you got, you got politics, you got King Tut, you got the preachers. But with all that, yes. as they said, sometimes it seems like we always in a rut trying to make it real yes. compared to what? Go ahead, Sister Ben. All right. We're going to open up 832-508. 832-508. Yeah, how y'all doing tonight? How are you there? Great, great. families? Better I'm love. pretty good. Uh, I wanted to ask you something, brother. Uh, recently, uh, in keeping with the uh, reparations thing, Dr. Anderson. Man, where you been, this- man? You been out rigging? I've been I've been sitting in the cut listening, man, and uh oh, okay. just paying attention more listening, that's all. But uh Yes sir, yes sir. I wanted to ask you, uh okay, his his he say he got about ten more things he's gonna introduce and uh he swears that you'll probably hear everybody repeating them acting like they was their own original ideas in about a month mm-hmm. or so. But uh one of the things he revealed two of them, which was uh he wants there to be a black uh, a, a black uh, affairs office in the White House dedicated to nothing but black uh, affairs yes. for descendants of slaves. 
yeah. just to deal with like, black matters in this country. Like a czar. I thought that was pretty. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the second one he said, he said, uh, we had, apparently after the Civil War, we had a Freedman banks all throughout this country that was set up, and they had $57 million for black people. Right. And uh, white people had somehow found a way to kind of, I guess, uh, take this money, uh, move it around, basically, you know, just, just cheat us out of it. And so what he said is he's trying to go after it because it should be worth trillions now at this moment in time. And I know that to be the case because I remember uh, 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 J. Paul Getty, when he died, they fought over his estate. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was somewhere around that amount, maybe a little bit more. But by the time they settled it in court, it was worth billions of dollars. So I said, yeah, $57 million from way back then, it's got to be worth trillions. Uh, what do you think about that idea, especially if it was rightfully, you know, uh, uh, supposed to go to the black, the blacks at that day and time? I think that having something like that in control of a system – run by black people could change mm-hmm. the dynamics of the black community almost overnight because you could have economic development being done simultaneously in the various cities. Okay. And mm-hmm. w- with the proper business plans, I don't know if they have mechanisms to make sure that uh, for people, cause this is one of the things we were going to do in setting up the corporate structure. We wanted to have with the people come in with their ideas, and then we would have people in place such as an incubator, okay, to draw yeah. up the business plans to justify the lending of those monies from the credit union that was a part of the corporate structure. You see, you know, I, so the people come with mean, the the people come with the ideas. Uh, we would assist them, take their research and assist them on doing the further research on the viability of a particular proposal. Then we would write up the business plan for that proposal. Oh, Bev, am I gone? No, I hear you. Okay, Bev is calling me. Hold, oh. Hold on, hold on. We we hear family. I hear you. Hello. I hear her too. Okay. 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 Excellent. Great. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, but that's one of the things that we were talking about doing. Uh, I don't know all the details of how he proposes to put that in place, but I think it would be one of the best ways, okay, for people mm-hmm. to really benefit from this thing, because it could it would remove the foolishness that's going to come with so-called reparations the way I'm hearing. And I, again, I don't know all the nuances of it, but to me, yeah, I don't want the NAACP. I don't want the urban league. And that's what I see coming with these people. Okay. I don't want them controlling the economic he, he, he don't want determination them either, so. of black people. Go ahead, my brother. Yeah. Yeah. He don't want them either. And uh, I saw it as a way for 
a lot because we got a lot of black people that got ideas. They want to open restaurants and everything, and they just don't have the cash to pay the rent right. in a lot of these cities. And something like that could come in and, you know, maybe pay the rent for these people a year or two till they get up on their feet and, you know, maybe loan them back money at almost a, a inflation with inflation rate of, of interest or some three three point five, just something to to give us a, a, a shot, man. And uh, you know, even even distributing a, a dividend to everybody in the community from the money, you know, on a monthly basis yeah. or something, you know. That's uh, right. I, I I thought it was a pretty exceptional idea. He said he's gonna come with the rest of the ideas. Uh, I guess over the next couple of weeks. Okay, because uh, they're kind of doing something like that now. Uh, the small—I mean, not uh, with blacks, but you know, if you have a business, you know, you can get. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, with hospital-grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doingourpart. University of Maryland Global Campus has been serving the military in Maryland and around the world for more than 70 years and online for over 20 years. UMGC offers more than 90 programs and specializations in career-relevant fields, transfer credits, no-cost digital materials replacing most textbooks, and scholarships for those who qualify. Speak with our dedicated military and veteran advisors who can help you find the right degree for your career path. Visit umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.